This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, August 18th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? I'm glorious, Dylan. You're glorious. That's a new one. What makes you glorious on this evening? I, it, all right. I, I just kind of outed myself as a pro wrestling fan. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. We've had this discussion before. We have. Yeah. Uh, is it because I sent you a link today with a picture of uh, Tugboat Thomas? No, Are you it's... still it's... reveling in Tugboat Thomas reference? I, I got your Tugboat Thomas reference, yes. Yeah. But, but no, uh, not why you're glorious. No, there's there's a a wrestler made his debut with, with WWE NXT. Uh huh. And his music is fantastic. Okay. What is what is fantastic about it? Uh, it it the opening piano to the to the chorus. Oh, it's not like it's an original, is what it oh, is. Actually, yeah, they they've got this, this. Are they all original? Most of them are now. Yeah. They've got this duo in New York that put that put together most of their. Actually, there was just a documentary released on these two guys. On the guys that do wrestling intro music. Yes. I bet it's interesting. Um, for, that sounds. No, for years it was it was the same guy who developed who did like you know like seventy five percent of the music for WWE. Uh, they, they finally phased him out and they brought these these two New York guys in, and. You know, a lot, you know, a lot of the stuff kind of reminds me of video game music, honestly. Sure. And that sounds and they funny. Kind of said that as one of their influences. You know, it's a fantastic documentary. They, they kind of take you behind the curtain and, and tell you just you know some of the things they did to to make themes better, to to make it more impactful. It's impressive. Okay. Sure. No, I, I get it. Uh, and so you saw a new wrestler, and the music has stuck with you. Yes, I. I'm Pumped not, up I, music. Huh. Pumped up music and it stuck with you. I don't know if it's pump up. It just it it just works. It's it's I I almost think it would be a good song independent of him. Honestly, that's funny. I, I don't know if I want to go that far. Yeah, it's a little too. Yeah, I I walk that back. I think. Yeah, that's funny. Um, did you see? Uh, are you a John Cena person? Is everybody a John Cena person? What do you mean? Just do you like John Cena? Not in particular. I mean, I I kind of I respect him for what he's done for you know he's. Been the face of the company for fourteen years, and he's yeah. You know. Did you see? Uh, did you see Trainwreck the movie? I did not. No, he is uh, good in that. He's very un John Cena like. He's good in it. That's all. If you haven't seen it, then never mind. But that's what I was thinking of. Matt, in terms of baseball, you and I said we were comfortable with Steven Strasburg going to Colorado. <laughs> did you see what happened to Steven? <laughs> This is where, at the top of the show, we need to apologize to anybody that listened to us and took Steven Strasburg to Colorado. Dylan, good news, bad news. Yes. I listened to us, so... Yeah. Uh, I I have them in a head-to-head format, and it's, you know, on Wednesday, halfway through Wednesday, I'm like, well, those ratios are torched, that's fine. And in head-to-head, I'm like, now I can just stream pictures all week and just try and get wins and strikeouts, because my ratios are torched. Because he allowed, what, nine runs? Something like that? Something ugly. And not many innings. It was was out of control. Yeah, it it happens. It's bad. Uh, So, yeah, sorry if you listened to us and took Steven Strasburg. I mean, it's Coors Field. It can happen. But it it went bad for the both of us, too. So, uh, was there anything else baseball-wise that stuck out to you? Dansby Swanson got a couple hits in his debut. Oh, did he? I I did not see that. No, I... I... A couple singles, yeah. 
the White Sox had a dramatic come from behind victory after being completely awful for eight innings. I saw that. Yeah, they got a they got a, some errors and some bloops in the field hit, and then uh, Adam Eaton's first grand slam. Uh, yeah. Most notably, first grand slam, and he was blowing a bubble while he did it. Did you see that? It did. That was fantastic. So, good day to be a White Sox fan, or at least a good inning. Uh, it was a good inning to be a White Sox fan. So, right. yeah. And, yeah, Danzy Swanson had a few hits, and um, Kyle Gibson went nine innings, three runs, six strikeouts against the Braves. You couldn't hope for more than that if you rolled the dice there. Uh, uh, I did roll yeah. the dice there, actually, also. <laughs> Yeah, well, went okay, right? I'm sure for whatever uh, whatever you paid, went okay. So. Uh, he, he was it was cheap. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, Matt. Before we get into baseball stuff for today, gotta talk about our friends over at SeatGeek.com who sponsor our show. Big shout out to them uh, and talk about their really cool product, actually, where you can buy and sell tickets not only to baseball games, of course, is what you listeners are most interested in, but other shows, other sports, other things going on in your area, you can go to SeatGeek.com or go get the app on your phone or your iPad or whatever you're using. Uh, download it and check it out. And the best part is that it shows the final prices up front. So when you're like looking around and thinking about where you might want to go, it's not going to like say it's, you know, $20 and then you get to the end and, oh, here's a bunch of fees and, and markups and, oh, just kidding, you're paying $30. It doesn't do that. What you see is what you're going to pay. And also has algorithms to show you what's a good price. It has grades. And you can be like, oh, I want to go see this and realize that the prices are actually pretty bad for what's getting sold. There are more likely they're pretty good and see that you're getting a deal. So if you want to get tickets to again a baseball game or other sports stuff or just cool stuff in your town, it's cool to check out what's available. Go to SeatGeek.com or get the app. And if you use the promo code STREAMS, as in Field of Streams, for our show, they made us uh, our own promo code. It'll give you 20 bucks off, whatever you get. So you're looking at that cool price, and it's 20 bucks lower than that uh, just for putting in streams. And then they love it when you do it, we love it when you do it, and then you'll love getting 20 bucks. It helps everybody out. So, uh, yeah, go check that out, and thanks to SeatGeek for helping us uh, keep the show going. We appreciate it. Um, all right, you got anything else baseball-wise before we get into it? No, I think we did a nice little rundown. Sure. So we're going to look at uh, Thursday's games, the 18th. There's two morning games we're going to ignore. Um, but we have a good uh, medium-sized slate, nine games in the evening. Uh, Matt, we started catcher. Uh, who are you looking at in the catcher for I, evening picks? Actually, we're kind of spoiled for choice of catcher today. Okay, I wrote down three favorites, but I'm interested in more. I've got a lot of favorites, actually, and a lot of favorites I'd be willing to play. All right, what are you thinking? I'm starting with Cameron Rupp versus Ross Stippling. Okay, uh, what are you thinking against Ross Stripling? Just... He's bad in anybody, or you like picking on him with righties, or anything uh, in here? It's righty on righty, but believe it or not, that's where he struggled this year. So, and okay. Cameron Rupp has been confident against righties. So, okay, yeah, I'm into Cameron Rupp. I prefer him against lefties, but if if you see a weakness there, I'm I'm not intimidated by Ross Stripling at all. And he also had the day off on Wednesday, so he's pro- probably going to play on Thursday, be my guess. Yep, cool. I'm into that. I'm all right with that. Sure. Who else you like? Uh, next up, uh, Ismael Grandal getting Jared Eikhoff on the other side of that. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of Dodgers left-handed batters against Eikhoff, yeah, right? Why? Because he's awful against them. And Grandal yeah. is, in fact, a switch hitter. Yeah, so we'll have a lot of Dodgers, but I, I, I'm with you there. I like Grandal. Okay, Wilson Ramos versus Rob the Whale Whalen. Yeah, your trust in Rob Whalen has not paid off yet. Sadly. Not that you had you know, a lot of shares in him or anything, but no, he's struggled so far. Yeah, 
Um, I, I have that too. Again, Wilson Ramos prefers lefties, but I think Rob Whalen's bad enough, and the Braves bullpen's bad enough. You can just go ahead and pile on there, right? 100% correct. Exact same thought process. Yep. Uh, next I have Selby Perez versus Tyler Duffy. like that a lot. I think that'll be just fine. I want to say it's ready and ready, but that's where Duffy's bad. Yeah, and, I'll, and Duffy's bad in general, and Sal Perez can handle righties, and the Twins' bullpen is bad. So, yeah, totally fine with it. Uh, getting to the shallow end of the pool, I have Mike Zanino versus Matt Shoemaker. He does get Matt Shoemaker. Does that trust in Zunino more than anything? A little bit. Do, do you want me to pull up numbers? No, you don't need to. I mean, Shoemaker, as much as he got hot and was good for a while, his ERA is at four two two on the season. He's cooled back off a little bit, you know. You, you know why his ERA is at four two two? No, not specifically. His control numbers still look good. But... His control numbers do look good, but he's had some trouble against right-handers this year. Okay, including uh, guys like Mike Zunino. Could be fine there, then. I don't know if... I don't have that statistic in front of me. Oh, I don't know that Mike Zunino's done it, but he is a right-hander, so could be uh, helpful in the future. Of, of his 15 home runs he's allowed this year, nine of them come against righties. Of his uh, 27 walks allowed, 13 against righties. He's yeah. six righties, which is kind of odd. Huh, yeah. I, I like Matt Shoemaker. I love how the control numbers have looked, but the truth is the results aren't 100% there, so yeah, really you can pick on him. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to pick on him, but... If I'm looking for a cheap catcher, I think you could do worse than Mike Zanino. And, uh, yeah, he's sure been good. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Speaking Any other worse, catches for you? Speaking of worse than Mike Zanino on Thursday, Perfect. I have Constantino versus Dylan G. Okay. This is just anybody against Dylan G, right? Lefty in particular, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that for sure. That's And I think catcher's a great place to go cheap, so Juan Centino should be just fine. <sighs> yep. Anybody else? No. Yeah, uh, I had Grandal, Ramos, and Perez as my favorites, but I like your other guys, too. Uh, I had another three names at first base. Who are your favorite people at a first base for Thursday? My favorite guys at first base? Sure, the ones that, that you would be comfortable recommending. Okay. Um, if you're going to spend Paul Goldschmidt, it's Paul Clemens. Sure, and Paul Clemens is not in any way intimidating. If you're looking to spend a moderate amount, uh, Mike Napoli gets Carlos Rodon. Okay, Napoli getting a lefty. I'm fine with that. I, Yeah, I'm ready to pick on Rodon with guys that can hit lefties, at least, like Napoli. And I've got a, I've got a few other names. I think the, my last favorite would probably be Adrian Gonzalez versus Jared Eikhoff. Yeah, I, I had that, too. He had a homer on Wednesday, I believe, and, again, Eikhoff's so bad with lefties, so I think that's going to be fine. Okay. Uh, anybody else stick out to you? I, a few other names, but no, nobody I'd really... Yeah. I wrote Eric Cosmer against Tyler Duffy. You mentioned that Duffy has struggled more with righties than lefties. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it because, honestly, Tyler Duffy is kind of pretty bad in general. Uh, so if you want to go with Hosmer, you can. That, that is one of my three, I yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, and then uh, I have Joe Maurer against Dylan G because why not? It's it's a high floor thing. It's a it's a different kind of strategy. It's a different kind of format depending on how you're playing it. But Joe Maurer is a viable option, so I would think about him against yeah, Dylan. Yeah, that was another one of my three, believe it or not. Okay, anybody else for you first base? Every time Chris Davis versus uh, Joe Musgrave. That's fine. Yeah, Joe Musgrove has been good so far. He's definitely inexperienced, and you know. I mean, he's not going to keep up his one four seven ERA, of course. I think he's interesting. We'll talk about him more when we get to pitchers. But uh, you're, you're that inexperienced. You can make a mistake, and I think Chris Davis is a mistake hitter. So I would not be shocked if he ran into one. Yeah. Deep there. 
Um, okay, how about second base? What are you looking at? Okay, I have Jose Altuve versus Kevin Gausman. Okay, is that thinking about Gausman's struggles with righties? Correct. Yeah, he does struggle there, so I think it'll be fine. Uh, Daniel Murphy getting robbed the way of Whalen. Okay, yeah. Uh, Trey Turner also getting robbed the way of Whalen, but he, he'd probably use him in the outfield. Or I guess he'd use him in second, wouldn't he? He's been playing second base, Daniel Murphy's been playing first, but either of them should be eligible there. You could also toss him in the outfield, I think. Yeah. I know you can, actually. Okay. Um, it is, in fact, a Ryan Schimpf day as he gets Archie Bradley. Sure. I, I didn't have him, and I don't know why. I have no excuse. He'll be no. fine against him. He's got, like, 12 home runs already. Oh, yeah. No, he's a swing-out-of-his-shoes guy. I talked around with Brad on last Friday's show, and I was I spoke up for him, uh, for you, uh, and then he had that huge game on Friday. And I was like, gosh, I didn't predict that. He swings out of his shoes. He might be a low OBP guy. He might be, you know, kind of a uh, Jonathan Scope-type guy where you might get the power out of it, but not a lot else. But in DFS and GPP, that's totally fine. You just want to catch him on one of those days he connects. So, yeah, yeah I'm totally fine against our National League Scope, then. Yeah, there you go. It's a very lazy comparison we just made, but yes, I think in terms of strictly GPP strategy, like, yeah, that's about what you're looking for. You know, Thumper second baseman with goofy names, I'm good with it. Yep, yep. It's not, we're not breaking down what size they are or even what side of the plate they hit from or anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, Shimfi is a lefty, isn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, again, we're not comparing the players as much as GPP strategies. It's a lazy comparison. Not as lazy as a lot of player comps you see, but in a different way. I'm into it, though. It's perfect. Uh, unless they have John Segura getting Paul Clements. Okay, I wrote that, too. Uh, uh, you can Any D-backs you like against Paul Clements will be fine. They've, um, got, what, they've got some odd righties in that team. We'll, we'll, they've got also one of my favorite names in baseball. On the D-backs? Yes. I mean, Socrates Burrito isn't back in the major leagues, is he? Uh, I believe he, I want to say he is. Is that who you're thinking of? No, they've got somebody better. Okay, who who do you like? Did, were you a Family Guy fan at all? Uh, the first couple seasons I remember being real good, and I watched some of it, yeah. You remember the, remember the, 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 the caddy manager? No, not specifically. It's like, it's like Patio Tanager the caddy manager? <laughs> I forget that joke, but it made me laugh, at least when you said it there. Okay, I think that, I think that's his name. I might be getting the last name wrong, but I'm ninety percent certain. So anyway, you like Mitch, Mitch Hanniger? Yeah, they've got a guy named Mitch Hanniger, the caddy manager. Okay, that's a. I will allow you that reference, even if I was not all over it. Uh, <laughs> it just, I looked at that. That's so the first thing I thought of was that joke, and then. That's fine. I, I again, it didn't quite hit me, but I appreciate that kind of thing because I find myself laughing at things like that too. Yeah, so anyway, if Mitch Hanniger will get to him in the outfield, but people with a pulse that can hit, getting the, getting Paul Clemens should be fine. Um, at second base, I had a, Chase Utley had a huge game in Philly the other day, which was ridiculous. Apparently the crowd was insane. They love him forever. He's going back and he gets Jared Eikhoff. I don't think he's going to hit two homers again, but I think he's a viable pick to, to pick in Philly again against uh, Philly's bullpen and uh, Jared Eikhoff. And then I wrote the Marlins second baseman. That's mostly D. Gordon, but also Derek Dietrich getting Dan Straley. Are you ready to pick on Dan Straley, or what are you thinking? I'm not ready to pick on Dan Straley because he doesn't, he doesn't have a split. Okay, okay. He's been good, and I like him. I'm not going to pick a lot of Marlins today, but I'm going to pick a few of the left-handed ones. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that uh, when we get to pitchers, too. Okay, Matt, third base. I had three names. What are you looking at in third base? I had four. Uh, okay, who, who are you looking at? 
Kim Chung with Anthony Rendon versus the Whale. Okay, it's righty on righty, but it shouldn't matter, right? It does not matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, he yeah. is. Not at this point. At this point, we're like pick anybody against him. Pretty, yeah, sadly. Uh, Jose Ramirez versus Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I picked Jose Ramirez too. Got you to pick Jose Ramirez, huh? Carlos Rodon remotely confident against righties or switch hitters hitting his righties. I wouldn't have picked it, but stuck with it. Yeah, no, and and Jose Ramirez is at lefties, so yeah, I think that's a fine pick there for sure. I agree. Uh, who else you got? I have Chesler Cuthbert versus Tyler Duffy. Okay. Uh, again, uh, Duffy with a weakness to righty, so I think that would be fine. Accurate. And lastly, uh, my friend and life coach, Andrew Salarte versus Archie Bradley. Okay. What do you like about younger V. Salarte, other than he's aggressively adequate? Uh, sw- switch hitter, likely com- coming from the left side against Archie Bradley, who struggles terribly against lefties. Yeah, okay. So it's picking on that weakness for him. Yeah, I I just labeled him aggressively adequate, and I kind of feel good about that, because that's kind of how uh, Younger Vise is. is. He's not ever bad. He might get you, you know, 15 home runs well, at the end of the year. Some he qualifies as second base. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wrote Kyle Seeger down, but uh, he gets Matt Shoemaker. But you're right, Matt Shoemaker has been pretty good against lefties, weirdly. So maybe not the place to go there. Damn, anybody else at third base? Oh, I wrote Jake Lamb getting Paul Clemens. You thinking about that? He's been kind of cold, to be honest. Clemens is rough against righties, not that awful against lefties. I, I'd be okay, okay. With that. you're looking for righties there instead. That's fine with that. Um, I would think about it, though. Like Mitch um, Hatcher, the caddy manager. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, all right, shortstop. I had three names. How'd you do a shortstop? Two. And I guarantee okay. minor, two of mine are the same as yours. Okay, so Carlos Correa gets Kevin Gosman, righty yeah. on righty. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Um, Corey Seager gets Jared Eikhoff. There you go. And then I wrote Francisco Lindor getting Carlos Rodon. Another switch hitter. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah, this makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, that'll be fine also. Um, but other than that, it's hard to be real excited about many other options. It's not a great shortstop day, at least when it comes to, to the matchups. I'm scanning it again now. I mean, you can take Danny Espinosa against Rob Whalen. But you do Danny that. Espinoza's you're, you're, value comes against lefties. You're doing a dart, essentially. Yeah, which you can do. You can punt it at shortstop, and that would be a place to do it. Uh, you can go... No, that's mostly... If you can get Machado at shortstop, then you can get him against Joe Musgrove, but I don't love spending on him against a guy that unknown. So, um, yeah. All right, uh, so, yeah. But Correa, uh, Seager, and Lindor are all totally viable. Um, okay, how about in the outfield, Matt? What are you looking at? Rough outfield day. Not a great outfield day. I had options, but not as many as you would expect from a nine-game slate. You, but not nearly as many as I'm used to writing down. Yeah, what are you thinking? Starting with uh, the stacks I like, I like uh, Jack Peterson, Josh Reddick versus Jared Eikhoff. Yeah, more Dodgers lefties should be just fine. Agreed. Uh, speaking of lefties, let's keep it in San, let's go to San Diego with Alex Dickerson and Travis Jankowski versus yes. Bradley. I, I like the, those two uh, Padres guys, for sure. Those guys, those guys like, go out of their way to make my day like more than any other baseball players. They're fun to watch. I Honestly, if they were to like join the White Sox, first off, they'd be instantly ruined. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, so Travis Jankowski has now stole home twice, and he's super fun to watch, but... No, he is. I love it. Yeah, and he has the goofy flowing hair, and he's just running wild, and it's the Padres. They don't care. Keep running. you got to manufacture runs. Like, whatever. And he's 
like I said earlier, he's probably going to get replaced by real prospects before, yeah. you know, before too long. I don't know if it'll be September or next year. Um, he also, like, you know, has no power. So, like, I play him in head-to-head format, but, like, he just has, like, seven RBIs or something. Eight. You know? Does he? Is that the number? Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, no power at all. Probably not actually a good baseball player, but, you know, and if you had him on the White Sox, you'd hate him, but... Fun to watch. Can draw a walk. Like okay. has some skills. How many seasons did Tony Campana play in the ma- in the major leagues? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a major league job. It's just he's more fun to watch than he is a good baseball player. Is what I would suggest. If ever there was a player who got by on essentially one skill, yeah. And I think Jankowski is a bit more skilled than than you give him credit for. He he gets on base. He can run. Fine. Yeah. He doesn't have any power, but neither do you. No, I understand. He's not Terrence Gore. Like, I understand. He's a baseball player. He deserves a major league job. I'm just saying I think he's more fun to watch than he is a good baseball player. Who's that makes sense. God bless it. Joey Gathright. <laughs> One of those guys? That guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Talk about your failed speedster. Yeah. And then her rent a car. John Jankowski gets on base at an okay clip. Like it's not, it's not all empty. You know, no, he's, he does he's okay. not. Absolutely, that's why I like him. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, and he runs like crazy. So yeah. anyway, we like him against Archie Bradley. Should be able to take care of that uh, platoon advantage. What else so, are you looking at? Queens outfield versus Dylan G. Okay, any of them? All of them? Pretty much. Kepler, Sano, uh, yeah. Rosario, Grossman. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Picking on Dylan G. Starting who's ever cheap, put them in. <laughs> yep. Who else you got? The Big Fragu, Franklin Gutierrez, and Nelson Cruz versus Matt Shoemaker. Okay, they usually prefer lefties, but you're just gonna bank on the uh, the weakness to righties that Shoemaker has. They do pretty they do damage against righties too. They can do that too. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I mean, Cruz is the favorite there, but if Fragu gets in, I, I like that. Okay. Uh, Mike Trout versus Sashi Iwakuma. Sure, you can deal with that. He's had a weakness to righties this year a little bit. So, Kuma, he's weird. He's he he doesn't really have a spoke. But he's not very good against either side, and the yeah. don't have anyone else. He is weird, but he doesn't walk anybody usually, and so he can like get to like decent numbers. I don't know. He's an interesting pitcher for sure. Uh, Bryce Harper versus Rob the Wheel Whalen. Okay. Bryce Harper trying to come back from this terrible slump he's had. Word comes out he might have been hurt. Then he hit a giant home run. I think it was on on Wednesday. Uh, he, even when he's hurt and even when he's been like bad, he always has potential to have like a crazy game. So, yeah, I like him against the whale. It should be fine. Okay. And lastly, uh, Hensu Kim versus Joe Musgrove. Okay. Yeah, that's your favorite uh, Orioles outfielder right now. He's a lefty. He's I think he's the only lefty they have. Yeah, that'd be fine. I like that. Um, what do you think about George Springer getting Kevin Gossman, righty on righty? I'm good with it. What do you think about Odabel Herrera getting Ross Stripling? I, a lefty. You you worried about Odabel because he's left-handed? He's a switch hitter. He's not left-handed. So we should be fine there. How about Rajai Davis and Brandon Geyer getting Carlos Rodon? They are... Oh, Davis is right-handed. What's Geyer? Uh, they're both right-handed. They hit lefties. That's their job. That's why I'm picking them. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I like Rajai more than Geyer, but I'm good, I'm good with both. Matt, Odebel Herrera is totally left-handed. I'm not crazy. That's it's crazy. Cesar Hernandez who's a switch hitter. Uh, it's fine. I. It's hard to keep track of the uh, 
uh, the Phillies lineup. No, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Paradise is a switch hitter. Ah, oh, that's the confusion. Sure. And they're next. They're next to each other on the on the, on the roster. So that's where I, I got confused. No problem. No problem. So I'm thinking about Odebell there getting uh, uh getting roster playing. Not in love with it though. Um. Anyway, those Indians outfielders. Uh. And then I had Christian Yelich getting Dan Straley, but I know you're not pumped about trying to pick no. up Dan Straley either. Okay. Um. On to the pitchers, Matt. Are you thinking about Joe Musgrove? Uh. Getting the Orioles. No. No. Because you're scared of the Orioles or what? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I just I, also I don't think Musgrove is gonna finish the year with a one whatever ERA. No, no, not at all. But he's a talented minor leaguer. Uh, he had a good season. Let me see if I can figure out what he had here. He's two North. seven four ERA and sixteen games in the minor leagues. He's a prospect. He's interesting. He has a two eight three minor ERA. Wait, six five two sixty eight. That's he's interesting. So. I'm trying not to minor league ERA scout and whatnot, oh but uh, I understand why that's that's a dangerous road. But um, the Orioles are a swing and miss team, and they're a home run team. So I think there's a good start in Joe Musgrove here if the ball stays in the park. Um, he could run into trouble for sure, but if he doesn't make mistakes, uh, it's a volatile one. I'm thinking about it in GPPs for sure. I think it's an option. Um, are you thinking about Gosman getting the Astros, or is that too right-handed for you? In particular, I am not. It's too right-handed for me. Um, leaning away. Could have a fine outing, but I'm, I'm staying away. Uh, Danny Salazar getting the White Sox. That's a total green light, right? I don't like guys coming off the DL. Okay. So you're just right, Okay. And plus, you know, there's the scary uh, the White Sox lineup that he has to deal with, so... And he clearly can't trust the Indians' bullpen anymore. So, I don't know. I, I would think about it. There's enough upside with uh, the I'm though sarcastic. nothing after that White Sox line of comment. So. Yeah. So, uh, I'm thinking about it, but I see why you would consider not spending the money. I'm we did not pick any Braves against Ronaldo Lopez, who's a prospect for the next. Pick. What's that? Yeah, there's, there's not many to pick. Uh, are you thinking about him against the Braves? He's only had three outings. The last one was okay. Two before were not. It's going to be cheap, and it's the Braves. I, if I'm going cheap, I, I think I'd rather go with Ross Stripling. Okay, that's an option. I skipped him, but he gets the Phillies. Oh, He's been that. very, like, fifth starter adequate this year, too. He has a 407 ERA, 1-2-2 whip. Not a ton of strikeouts or anything, but if you're going cheap, I think Ross Stripling's totally an option. I don't think that's crazy at all. What is the control? Good lord. How about Rob Whalen? No way. No. Can't do it. Yes. Yeah, not till he shows that he has it together. Um, Jose Fernandez getting the Reds. Green light. Should be fine. Oh, God, yes. Yes. How about, so Dan Straley gets the Marlins, and I wanted to bring up Dan Straley because this is how many runs he's allowed in his game log going backwards. Two, 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 one, two, zero, three, three. Like, he has a three seven five ERA. He's not sparkling, but he's not blowing up. Like, that's a lot of, like, competent outings. He's given up a home run each time out, but the control numbers look great. 3.75 ERA is ugly, but he has 111 strikeouts to 51 walks. That's, hold on. That's way more walks than I thought. I think he's, like, fixed the walks a lot recently. It, it appears he's got two walks in his last four starts. Yeah. So I was about to, like, look them up and be like, look how he hasn't walked anybody this year. Uh, apparently it's just recently, because there was only one walk in the two starts before that, too. So... I don't know. I trust Dan Straley medium-ish, you know? hes I don't think he's going to have an outstanding outing, but you could take him against the uh, the Marlins, can't you? 
My only concern is I don't see how Cincinnati's going to score any runs. No, probably not. You're not getting a win out of this one very easily against the Lakers. No. So I, that 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 kind of limits the value. I would, I would. Depends on your format and how important the win is to you. But I think he could have a just fine day. Um, we picked some righties against Matt Shoemaker, but would you consider him against the uh, Mariners? Probably not. No. Would you consider Hisashi Wakuma the right-hander going against the all-right-handed Angels? I would probably go with that before I would go with Shoemaker. Sure. Um, and then at the bottom of the slate, we didn't pick any uh, Mets or Giants because Jacob deGrom is pitching opposite Madison Bumgarner. That's a green light for both of them, right? I cannot wait to watch this start. The Giants are a little punchless, but they don't strike out that much. The Mets are extra punchless and extra left-handed. I think Bumgarner over under nine and a half strikeouts. That's pretty high. Over under eight and a half strikeouts. I'm taking the over. A lot. You could. It's hard to strike out that many, but this is this is a good matchup for Madison Bumgarner. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and we don't usually talk about paying for aces, but this is one of those matchups where you might just have to do it, right? I I would be okay with paying for Fernandez. So yeah. Yeah, Fernandez has that like innings cap that's like unofficial. Let me peek at that game log too. Yeah, his innings per start going back six, six, five, seven, six and a third, seven. Like they, I don't think they've let him go past seven all year. They just, they just don't let him go past seven. And he's been great. His ERA is two eight one. He still has one hundred ninety eight strikeouts, but uh, they're not letting him go past seven innings. So he can still be fantastic and still be worth your money. But he doesn't have the same ceiling Bumgarner does because of that, at least to me. So. But there's there's no problem with either of them, obviously. Um, is there anybody else that you're thinking about? Carlos Rodon? I, I mentioned I, I do like Ross Stripling. Cause I, yeah, it's a cheap option. I think, he's for a, sure. I think he's a fantastic cheap option. Carlos Rodon, total stay away from me. No thank you, no interest. Okay. Uh, I like Joe Musgrove as a risky Dylan one. Reed. I have no interest in either of those guys. Archie Bradley going to San Diego? I, I like San Diego's offense. They're awfully left-handed, and it's a bad yeah. matchup for Archie Bradley. Yeah, it is a bad matchup for him, and he's been a little bit ugly lately. I still think he might have a decent future ahead of him, but he has not put it together yet. So Yeah, I, I agree. There's a, there's a major league picture there, but it's not quite ready. Yeah. Actually, yep. if you're looking to go super cheap and you don't want to use Ross Stripling, mm-hmm. you could probably talk me into Paul Clemens. Wow, against the D-backs, huh? Because, I, honestly, I just think Archie Bradley's going to be that rough. Okay, and you're just hoping that he survives five rocky innings and gets a win because Bradley gets beat up? It's total win hunting. It, yep. that, that's all you're hoping you get. Is you, you nick a win, nick a few strikeouts, and get out without too much damage. And as bad as we say Paul Clemens has been, 4-7-3 ERA. I mean, not any strikeouts or anything. I don't know. That, you're looking for a minimum there. If you want to do that, I'm fine with Ronaldo Lopez going to Atlanta as well. As the you know, I, think, I, think I, agree with you. I think Ronaldo might be the better option if you're going super cheap. Yeah. Well, the good news is, out of all these cheap guys that we're thinking about, we can pick them for our own contest. We didn't put our, you know, didn't put our money where our mouth is with Strasburg, at least in this contest. We can with yeah. these guys. Zach Davies going to Wrigley is eligible, but I don't think we want that. Opposite Jake Arrieta, Kevin Gosman is eligible. Jared Eikhoff is forty-eight percent owned, but he gets the Dodgers. Ouch. Ross Stripling is in. Reynaldo Lopez is in. Rob Whalen, who you don't want, is in. Archie Bradley, who you don't want, is in. Matt Shoemaker is still only 44% owned, and the peripherals make me feel like it should be owned more, but the ERA hasn't been there yet. Um, and Dan Straley's in, and I'm going to go with Dan Straley against Miami. I don't know that he'll get a win, but I like him out of this group of pitchers the most. I don't know that he's safest, but 
I, I like his talent the most. So Matt, you're thinking probably Stripling, Gosman, Ronaldo, Shoemaker, Straley, somewhere in there. Stripling, yeah. You're going Stripling? Okay, I think that's a totally fine, safe one, too. I think he's more likely to get a win than Dan Straley, and I don't think he's nearly as good of a pitcher. So, yeah. All right, those are good streaming options. Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here for uh, for Thursday? No, I, I think we're I think we, we ran it down pretty well. I think we, we, we got our wrestling talk out of the way at the start of the show. So. We certainly did. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. Oh, I'm sorry, did, did you tweet it at, at, at Brian? <laughs> No, I didn't tweet at your boy. I did. I forgot. Did you? Yeah, he, 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 that, that dude gets like a billion tweets a day. He, he, sure. No tough tough guy to approach. I did link to him in our uh, in our posts, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, we might have finally retired our Fast and the Furious talk, but we can... I gotta, I gotta pick up some more bad movies to watch or something, apparently. Right. Uh, or we can, Or I can listen to you talk about wrestling, which I don't actually mind. Um, but we got a few more responses that I was talking about. Honestly, I mind me talking about wrestling because I will get super dorky and. I'm interested. It's something that I've always not been a fan of, but I like hearing people geek out about. So. <sighs> Send your wrestling tweets to Matt D underscore DFS, and I'm on Twitter @iggensfos, and, and I'm interested too. I'm just I didn't grow up with it, but I'm, I like to learn. Uh, and yeah, I'd like to hear from you guys. We've had some more comments on the uh, FanGraphs pages lately, and it's been nice. So, however you guys want to reach us, uh, like hearing from you. That'll do it for us. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'll be back. Oh, I'll be back on Friday uh, with uh, Brad. Sorry. We're doing a live show Friday morning with Brad. 8 o'clock West Coast, 11 o'clock East Coast. Uh, we have a chat. You can pretty much join the show. You can be a part of the podcast if you want to do that. Um, holler at us then. Um, and Matt and I will be back on Monday. So, yeah. Matt, talk to you then. And uh, good luck with your stacks. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.